1: Welcome to Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze,
0: scrutinize, and plunder.
1: What the hell? (laughs) This is my introduction. Standard operating procedure as captain of this vessel.
0: Change up tonight. Change up?
1: I don't think so. You're going to the brig. (laughs) You're never coming out. Jeez, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time.
0: I'm um, Heathers from BlackPearlMinute.com.
1: And I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtis.com. Thanks for joining us for Minute 77 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. You can tell that we're back from our staycation, but Heather has still been hitting the booze pretty hard apparently because <laughs> now she's trying to take over the show. I don't appreciate it. No. No.
0: That's what you wanted. What are you
1: doing? Put the bottle down.
0: (laughs) We're in the studio trying to get this done. Uh, We need the grog.
1: I mean, actually, I said staycation, but really it was like... A A workcation? Yeah, it was an inadvertent stay-at-home (laughs) workcation. It's officially over, actually, and I have to say that I pretty much feel like one of those seedy-looking pirates back in the jail at Fort Charles at Port Royal, just abused and beat down, (laughs) raggedy clothes. (laughs) Just ready to climb out a cannonball hole on the <laughs> side of the house.
0: You need a vacation from your staycation.
1: Exactly. Basically, we traded a week at work to work on projects at the house. Fulfilling, yes, in the grand scheme of things, I guess. But essentially, just another day on the job, except this time working for the man meant working for ourselves.
0: A more strenuous activity, by the way. Yeah, and we treated ourselves like 18th
1: century British Royal Navy officers who are press ganged. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> We press-ganged ourselves, and actually, it's pretty brutal, especially when you're here 24-7 with Heather. It's just a nightmare. Really? Yeah, absolutely brutal.
0: Well, that's ridiculous.
1: Now it's back to the grind, and you're taking over the show, the introduction. That's my little piece of the action there. And I
0: get to throw you off every once in a while.
1: Well, I'm not sure I'd buy that, <laughs> nor do I like it. But that also means we have to squeeze in a bit of Pirates of the Caribbean fun now, and Heather may be taking things a bit too... Ridiculous, bit too not serious, whatever that would be. Not serious, in seriously. <laughs> 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 Obviously, I'm hitting the grog because I can't even come up with an opposite of serious. <laughs> it would have been nice to get ahead on the show, but why be comfortable when we can have fun playing catch-up? Nothing says being organized and on the ball, like getting things done at the end of the day when you come back. <laughs> Ah, procrastination. It's like a warm sleeping bag.
0: It wasn't really procrastination. It was more like...
1: We had other things going on? We were
0: too busy doing other things. That
1: <laughs> Yeah, but I still wanted to get this done. It would have been nice. Now everybody has to wait. Because if you haven't noticed, instead of Monday, today is now Tuesday. And we're getting the show out for a Tuesday launch. So it'll be a week of Tuesday through Saturday. We're just trying to shake things up a bit. Throw everybody off their yeah, game. Yeah, keep
0: everybody entertained and
1: guessing, guessing? like oh my god where's yes, the show thank you. I, yeah there I, you go
0: Get guessing
1: i say we've had enough of that so let's just get this dang party started since heather's already drinking
0: not more pirates
1: way to tie in the show in the previous minute the cursed crew engage in a bit of hide and seek for a pile of oars a lesser known but irritating side effect of the aztec curse missing oars as the pirates scramble to find those pesky paddles The should-be-dead Captain Jack Sparrow emerges from the dark to spark a conversation about herbs and root vegetables. A surprising topic, considering the curse means that her sense of taste is rather dull. Things turn to ash in their mouth. just doesn't work. (laughs) Which might be the reason Rigetti turned the topic of discussion to parlay. And for that, we can thank the damn and mad French. Minute 77 begins with the Surrounded... By fog, HMS Interceptor, currently anchored off the coast of Isla de Morita. Elizabeth Swan climbs aboard and lands on the deck, immediately greeted by Gibbs and the motley crew. Elizabeth exclaims, no more pirates! Or not more pirates! Ah, something like that. (laughs) Gibbs extends a friendly welcome aboard Miss Elizabeth as Will, that's Will Turner, climbs over the rail. The minute ends with Captain Jack Sparrow telling Captain Barbosa, When you maroon me on that godforsaken spit of land, you forgot one very important thing, mate.
0: I'm Captain Jack Sparrow.
1: What the hell? Catchphrase of the minute, and you just go and steal that from me? (laughs) I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. Barbosa responds, well, I won't be making dot, dot, dot. You're insane tonight. (laughs) That about wraps it up, because I don't know if this show's going to go anywhere.
0: So, remember on Friday, we were talking about the oars?
1: I don't think you remember anything, actually. It's all a blur for you. The only thing you remember is the last time your rum went dry. Bah tenda, fetch me some rum. And since it was a staycation, basically, I was like her butler.
0: (laughs) Scott, bring me the rum. I think I called you butler a couple times. Yeah, you did, actually. And that's not a lie, folks. She actually (laughs) called me
1: butler. My butler's going to do this. And it wasn't even to me. It was then like a third person. My butler's going to get me this. (laughs) I'm like, I'm standing right here. Hey, I have a name. It's not butler. But you could, at least if you're going to say that, you could say, hey, butler. But no, you're not even talking to no one. Just to yourself about me and the third person. It's just, hey, my Butler's going to get. I'm like, right here.
0: What's wrong?
1: (laughs) Psycho. Anyways, you were saying. So
0: back to the oars on Friday. We were talking about the oars and we were trying to figure out how they got in a line the way they are. That's right. Well, if you notice at the very beginning or the very end of the last minute or the very beginning of this minute. The
1: very beginning of this minute, let's just say.
0: You see Will actually throwing the oars out of the boat.
1: That's right. So Will Turner, if you look really closely right up against the ship, the HMS Interceptor, you can see him throwing the oars overboard. And this is like in the very first few seconds of this minute. So he's throwing them overboard of the longboat. I mean, he obviously threw... Or is overboard along the whole way. Or at least Elizabeth did as we postulated. No, Maybe that leaves was...
0: Elizabeth to be doing the rowing.
1: <laughs> I don't think Will made Elizabeth row the boat. No? I'd make you row the she boat, row boat She <laughs> <Rare form.
0: laughs> rowed the boat to shore. Rare form. Isn't that
1: Michael rowed the boat to shore?
0: Elizabeth so... in this.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, we're not going to break out. Or singing. to the
0: Interceptor.
1: If any song that Heather's going to break out to is, How dry I am. <laughs> 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 the old cartoons. The hiccups and the bubbles come out. Our grog. So yes, he is throwing them overboard, but he definitely, I don't think, threw them out most of the time. I think Elizabeth was throwing them overboard, but he was just chucking them over the side of the long boat. Yeah, they're throwing them as she's
0: getting on, on board.
1: We did have a listener ask about that, and was thinking that maybe... They actually swam or were using the oars to float to the HMS interceptor. But they did steal they, a boat. Yeah, and I you think. can see the long boat there. And also, because part of that was that Elizabeth was wet, if I remember the conversation correctly. But Elizabeth did get wet because she had to actually swim from the treasure mound. Mm-hmm. They kind of did that cross, that water, yeah, to get away from the pirates and then get up on land and escape to the cave, so she was still wet from that.
0: Yeah, because Will actually say came and got her, as he was underwater, to hide from the other pirates. That's right. The other pirates, I say, because he is pirate.
1: Well, he is a pirate now. Yes. That's for sure. Yes. That clunk wasn't actually Heather accidentally hitting the table. That was her head hitting the studio table because she passed out and then woke back up. That no, clunk was.
0: Because I talk with my hands. Really? Yeah, because if I was passed out, I wouldn't be talking you right now. You just got back up. I talk with my hands, and so I accidentally hit the table.
1: Yeah, huh Because I demonstrate
0: that. everything to you. We all buy that. Even though nobody can see it but you.
1: But we did actually have, if we can back up to the actual...
0: That was the beginning of the minute. What are you talking about? It was about? the beginning
1: of the minute, but you actually stole kind of the big thing that I was going to point out.
0: I've been and stealing this gonna... whole minute from you. Yeah, you
1: have. And I just wanted to say that we do have that catchphrase alert, and that's, I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. That whole I'm Captain, Captain Jack, Jack Sparrow, Sparrow, and it has actually a connotation now. Yeah. Like, hey, you can't keep me down. I'm Captain Jack Sparrow. And so I just wanted to point that out. We've talked about it a lot. We yes. don't need to go into it, but it does happen here. Let's go And into it. Heather stole it from me. The oh. blatant pirate she is.
0: It's like kind of a... Hey, I got a phrase of the week. Did you want to know it?
1: Oh, yeah. We completely skipped over the pirate word of the week. And it's not a phrase. Because <laughs> you hijacked the show. You completely messed everything up now. <laughs> what is your pirate word of the week?
0: Yo, ho, ho. yar me, matey. Fiddler's Green.
1: Mm, Fiddler's Green. Do you know Where's what that? that is? No.
0: Oh. It's a pirate haven. Where pirates are going when they die.
1: Oh, really? Haven yes. or heaven? Does it say haven? It's like a heaven? Kind of a pirate heaven? Yeah. Was it heaven, actually, and you just said haven? <laughs> yeah. Arrgh! I knew it! <laughs> You're going to try and gloss over that. You're so hammered, you can't even read your own definition. Uh, uh, I don't know what to say, folks. We're going to have to like title this podcast Drunken Heather or something like that.
0: No, you can't do that.
1: Oh. That doesn't
0: look good.
1: I think people can pretty much read into what's going on here.
0: Well, you know, when I was drinking the grog tonight, <laughs> yeah, you chose not to have any. I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, you're just a solo drinker.
0: Well, sometimes it must happen.
1: I guess since we're talking some of the characters here, Anna Maria, and I don't really have much for her, but she does actually seem to kind of just take charge here. And she kind of barks out the orders it's like she's taking on that role of I don't know she was really first mate she almost was more of the quartermaster and that quartermaster is kind of that person who represents the crew and now that Jack's gone well, because will comes back basically says Jack got left behind Gibbs kind of assumes that well because maybe he was he was first mate he assumes that captain's role and everybody kind of moves up maybe is that I think that's how kind of no. it works and then she becomes a quartermaster no. no. Anna Maria, she's You're barking incorrect. out the orders. Gibbs no. is the one who says, let's get going. And she yells at the crew to get going.
0: No. Jack and Will gave her the interceptor.
1: Yeah, but not yet. She will get it. When Jack's not there. I know. That's what I'm saying. So that's why she's already so getting things she going.
0: Is the, she is the captain now. No,
1: Gibbs gave Jack's the order. Jack's no longer here. It. Gibbs gave the order.
0: He just said, keep to the code.
1: And then he says what?
0: He just says, keep to the code. That's all he says.
1: No, I think he says something else. No. there, right?
0: No, Anna Maria says, "Way anchor, hoist the sails."
1: Are you sure he doesn't say, "Wait,
0: quick, you dibbies"?
1: I think that I think Gibbs is in charge right now, mm. and Anna Maria is stepping up and taking that position until she gets the ship.
0: I think she's taken possession of that ship already. Yes,
1: already. Jack is gone. gone. Yeah, but I- Jack
0: and Will gave her the ship. Jack is gone. She's got the ship. It's her ship.
1: Ah, we gotta wait till the next minutes to see who's actually going in charge here.
0: I say it's Anne Maria. But I'm
1: just a, I'm making the assumption that Gibbs is next in line here, and he's like, "Let's get the hell no. out of here." And then when they're done with the mission, she gets the ship.
0: No. Yeah,
1: they they agree to help them. That was the whole pact on the on the. But dock the ship there. is hers. Yeah, not yet. If I say I'm going to give you not a, there. I know here's... The problem is, is Heather has the example of if you offer her like a drink of rum, you're like, oh, I'm going to pour you a drink of rum. She just assumes that the whole bottle is hers when maybe she will drink the whole bottle for sure, but you haven't given her the whole bottle yet, but she assumes that it's hers. You can't have the whole bottle until it's given to you formally. It's promised like <laughs> this bottle will be yours, but... She hasn't gotten it yet.
0: But who's going to give it to her? Jack's gone.
1: They already did. Yeah, exactly. When the mission's done.
0: There was no statement of that.
1: That's implied. That's pirate code. The pirate code of brethren states that if you're given a pirate
0: ship. No, it's Anna Maria's ship now. (sighs) Gibbs is still first mate. So So Gibbs is now
1: first mate? Yes. How come Anna Maria was standing in the background when they popped on board and she wasn't the one to greet them?
0: Because she didn't know she was the captain yet. Now she's captain. That's why she's telling them to weigh anchor, hoist the sails. Maybe. Split, click you, quick you dibblies. Dibbies.
1: Well, then that's a premature getting the ship because they haven't gotten out of there yet. I guess Will Turner.
0: does Jack's not there. Somebody's got to take captain. She's captain of okay. that ship. It's her ship.
1: All right. We want to just have a premature captain thing going on here.
0: Who else is going to be Captain? Gibbs?
1: You got to get out of it's the... It's not Gibbs' you ship. You got to get away from Isla de Muerta before you get the... That's no. the escape. You have to escape. And then no. when it's, everything is said and done, then you get the ship.
0: No, you need a captain. Anna Maria is next in line. It's her ship now.
1: I think Anna Maria was more the quartermaster representing the crew. Gibbs was first mate. Jack was Sparrow was captain. As in his name. Captain Jack Sparrow. He doesn't show up. Next in line goes to Gibbs. She's the quartermaster. She's getting everything rolling, knowing that let's get out of here because I'm going to get the ship. All we got to do is finish the mission here.
0: She is captain now. Well, we no could argue to... this all night. Yeah,
1: and we're not going to.
0: We shall see. Very soon <laughs> we shall see. going is we're, captain.
1: We're, gonna get, we're not going to continue this one on any longer, but that's all I'm contending is they got to finish the mission before she officially no. gets the ship.
0: Nope. She's officially got the ship now. Jack's gone. It's her ship.
1: Anyways, what we see here on the deck is the whole Motley crew. No, we're not going back. We're going to Motley Crew now. I'm the captain of this ship, and I didn't (laughs) hand it over. You bet your ass I didn't hand it over. Whoever's
0: with me, Facebook. Anna Maria's captain. (laughs) No. Anna Maria's captain!
1: Not yet, she will be.
0: She is is currently captain. We're on the
1: Motley crew. And standing.
0: (laughs) Standing. (laughs) He lost his train of thought, people.
1: Standing. On the deck, we see a number of the crew members, and really there's nothing to see here, folks, regarding the actual actors portraying the Motley Crew, with the obvious exceptions of... Marty! Anna Maria, the quartermaster, Cotton, Marty, and, you know, the main cast, Elizabeth, Will... Gibbs. Gibbs, all those people. I was all set to really get into the characters here, but it seems I found myself in this world of ambiguity... So my go-to Pirates of the Caribbean Wikia had characters mixed up in terms of actors' names with their character photos. And so I started doing some research and realized the time it would take to track down all the actors and then match them up visually to who we're seeing on the Interceptor here as far as the Motley crew, was way more time-consuming than I wanted to really get into on my first day back from the staycation. And part of that problem was none of them had bio pictures on their IMDB page. So... It wasn't something easily I could just find.
0: Lazy, lazy, lazy. That's
1: right. The workload for such a little payout for me was not worth it. <laughs> Plus, when starting to look into their acting credits and biographies, I didn't really see much going on. Some had only Pirates of the Caribbean the first couple of movies, and others had a few more things as far as some projects. And again, I'm not talking about Anna Maria Gibbs. So I really pretty much abandoned the kind of extra Motley crew actor kind of bringing that to us there instead i thought i would just touch on a few of their names that i thought had a cool fact so to speak or well some behind the scenes tidbits again this isn't a rocket science breakdown of symbols as much as we want it to be so i guess i'll just get into it so we have moises is a or moses it's has an i in there so i'm not really sure i didn't really get into the pronunciation of that which i probably should have is a male name common among people of iberian origin it is the Spanish and Portuguese equivalent of the name Moses. Then we have Cursar, and it's possible that he was named after the term Corsair, meaning privateer in French. And then we had Ladbrock, which is an English name meaning lives by the path by the brook, which is an interesting, like, just kind of an interesting name of how they came up with stuff. And we talked a lot about names and origins and things like that of people. Like, for instance, my last name is Artis. Is it? And we're assuming that there was an actual artist somewhere in our past so that kind of stuff this guy just happened to live by the <laughs> live by a path by the brook so somebody really got created there where's that guy bill down by the path by the brook ladbrock <laughs> yeah so then it comes up. <laughs> then we had this one which was kind of an interesting one and of course i slaughtered it i think on the first time when we actually just rolled through the names of all the motley crew and it looks like it's spelled tear or tear depending on how you want to do that. And it's T-E-A-R-L-A-C-H. So I did actually look into this, and it's actually more pronounced like Cherlock, Charlock, and actually maybe even Charlie. So it's Gaelic, and it's a Scottish name meaning man or free man, depending upon the language, whether it's like French or English, depending on the translation. But the name is also used as a Scottish form of Charles. And so I was listening to someone pronounce it on YouTube. Mind you, she prefaced her video as saying that her pronunciation that night while recording was rubbish when she recorded it. But she did say it close to Charlie, like Charlotte, Charlotte. And so on this episode of Gaelic 101, we can all learn how to pronounce Tyrlac, which is actually like Charlie or Sherlock.
0: Well, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. And then we have Matlow which is spelled kind of like matelot, is a French word meaning seaman. In pirate slang, Matlow referred to a pirate who was in a union known as a matelage with another pirate. And they shared all of their possessions, even the wives. And if one of them died, the other one succeeded him, got all the stuff.
0: So there's pirate union. Yeah. Really? And
1: actually, Adam Liebrick Johnson sent me some stuff that was on Facebook where there was an article written about this kind of stuff, which is pretty interesting. So if you want to learn more about it, there is on our Facebook page, go over there to Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute and you'll find the post from Adam Liebrich Johnson and you can get some information on that.
0: I must have missed that post.
1: Oh, there's a I have to go look for A it. lot of stuff you missed. Then we have Quartetto, which is a musical composition, say for four instruments or voices. And that's from Italian Quartetto. And it was first known use was in 1758. So that kind of fits this period. Somebody was just ahead of their time with that name. Crimp And another one, this is the last one I'll talk about, is a pirate slang referring to a swindler. And it can also be used as a member of a naval press gang. So those are just a few of the ones of this motley crew that actually had some kind of interesting tidbits or facts associated with their names.
0: So I take it that Elizabeth is not happy to hear that Jack Sparrow has actually helped come to help save her, rescue her.
1: Oh, yeah. When she
0: says, Jack! Jack Sparrow?
1: Yeah, because the last time she met with him, though, there was a gun pointed to her head. Right. And some shackles around her cuffs or whatever the irons, as they called it, around her neck, too. Right. Before the pistol. Right. So her last recollection of who Jack is, is a pirate who saved her, but then used her as leverage, so to speak. He did
0: say, thank you, love.
1: Well, he did do that. So he's not all bad. I mean, she knew what was going on, but... I don't think she expected Jack to to be there to help out. No. That's definitely a surprise. Yeah. Because in her mind this was just a character, if you will, from her past on Port Royal, an immediate past, but somebody just there that she just saw one time, her first pirate action, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> her first real pirate action. It's not somebody just dressed up, he was actually a real pirate. And yeah, Heather, you know, really, you're, you're like drunken euphemisms. You're you know. like it's
0: a pirate action. I thought we were going to get through this. Rather than first pirate meeting. Okay, no, first pirate, first pirate action well, is the word it's that action. came out of your work. Because she was mouth. looking
1: for some pirate adventure. Okay, is that better? Her first pirate adventure? Yes. Okay. I don't know if I'll ever be able to stop saying action or something. <laughs> <laughs> Catches people's attention, I guess.
0: <laughs>
1: Anyways. Yeah, so she just expected that was just a one-off, and she wouldn't see him again, and he didn't have any relation to this whole problem that was going on, or her whole cursed crew deal.
0: So is she actually unhappy that Will has Jack's help, or is she kind of like, oh, Jack... You know, Jack's hoping this is a shocker type of thing. I think she just what wanted to...
1: Oh, I think it's kind of a shocker. But she just wants to get the hell out of there. She doesn't want well, yeah. any more pirates. Yeah. She wants no more pirate <laughs> at adventure.
0: Not more pirates.
1: Exactly. No more no pirate more adventure. Pirates.
0: See? What, She's done with pirates. See? Now I
1: had to say pirate adventure. It just doesn't sound right. She doesn't want any more pirate action. At least you for right say, now.
0: You can say pirate action there. She
1: does want pirate action from Will. Because he's now a pirate, but she doesn't want.
0: And you talk about action. me with euphemisms. Can't talk. Sorry.
1: Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I think is actually happening there. Okay. But it's interesting you brought that up because I was with my high society perusing the first draft of the script, and I had some interesting changes that I found. That I so thought, is it
0: not or no more, not more pirates or no more pirates.
1: Actually, it's not in there at all. Because oh, really? that's actually why I went there because
0: it there sounds discre- like she's saying no more pirates. Yeah,
1: but then the what we're what we're coming up with with the closed captions is not more pirates. Right. And so I actually was going to the script and I happened to just pull up not like the final draft of the script, but a first draft of the script which is where I and then I got sidetracked and then I didn't go to the actual final version of the script. So that's what happened. That's how I ended up on the script. And But I think it was for the best because instead of just having this quick conversation, like, it's no, it's not, which would be dumb. Yes. We ended up with, like I said, me and my high society drinking tea with my pinky out, perusing the first draft of the script. And things are a bit out of context, definitely, because we haven't followed the entire draft or at least this script to see the differences between the characters and their interactions and all that kind of good stuff. But I found... A few really interesting pieces that are actually applicable here. So, Will rescues Elizabeth from the treasure mound where the Aztec chest is sitting when the pirates are distracted. So, that's kind of where we're starting off here. Barbosa is telling his crew to challenge him just like we see in the movies because the curse didn't work. And that's obvious. Right. Instead of him hitting Elizabeth and knocking her down and that's where Will saves her. Actually, what happens is, is atop this stack of treasure, this mound of treasure... Will rescues her there while the pirates are kind of arguing amongst themselves so he
0: sneaks up to the top yes. of the treasure well he
1: kind of he's kind of dangling from above and lowers something. something to to grab her and get okay. her out of there and what ends up happening is he ends up kind of both on the mound and he grabs a large shield that's in this mound, okay yeah and this is actually what is listed in the script here so just bear with me as i read it so it says atop the stack will grabs a large shield flings them forward the two ride down the mountain of coins on the far side slide through a small opening and that's where that first part ends and so what happens is they go to the small opening in the cave they're trying to escape they end up running into jack as they're trying to get away from the yeah. curse crew that are pursuing them now because everybody sees them and so well, I'm of paraphrasing course you're here
0: sliding on. down a yeah it's pretty hard. coins on a on a shield shield bobsled. yeah
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm paraphrasing. It's kind of hard to avoid that. Yeah. That scene. And Jack realizes as they're trying to get through the cave here that escape is futile. You know? Yeah. Resistance is futile. Because he's part of the Borg mentality now. Yes. So he basically says, go to the opposite end of the island and signal the ship for help. I'll keep them busy. Definitely not something that we know that we would see Jack do or say. But he does in his first draft. Will then responds, are you Sure. Jack, this is not something you have to do. Jack says, and here's where it gets interesting for us. I'm sure when you've led the kind of life that I have, there are debts that must be paid. Maybe I can balance the scales a little. Will nods, hesitates, gives Jack his sword. Now Jack has two, one for each hand. Elizabeth gives him a quick kiss.
0: Gives Jack a kiss? Yes. Huh.
1: Will and Elizabeth race away and are gone. Okay? Yeah. So they're out of the picture. Now Jack watches them for a moment, turns to face the pirates. He sticks the two swords in the ground, crossed kind of this, you know, kind of a pirate's yeah. cross swords thing, leans casually against a rock. So he has his swords crossed in, the say, the sand or the dirt there, leans casually against a rock. A group of pirates round a corner, cutlasses is drawn, ready to fight, but Jack raises his hand. I invoke the right of parlay, according to the Code of Brethren set down by the pirates, Morgan and Bartholomew, dot, dot, dot. Just the same kind of thing that yeah. Elizabeth had said when Pintel and Rigetti found her back in
0: Port, Port Royal. Royal.
1: Yeah. So besides the differences in the relationships and the characters and the attributes that we're seeing between Jack, Will, and Elizabeth, there really is this over-the-top trickster Bugs Bunny reference that we're seeing right here in this draft that I just read. He waits for the pirates by leaning casually against a rock. And that's straight from a Warner Brothers cartoon. You know Bugs is going to do some verbal jujitsu here on someone or something or try and weasel his way out. And you can so picture that. If, you're, if you've if you watched any Warner Brothers cartoons or any I of the haven't. old ones. Well, Heather hasn't. but She's been in a box most her life. Bugs Bunny will lean against something, kind of flipping a coin or doing whatever. And usually, say, you have Elmer Fudd or whoever's chasing him. Have you seen the rabbit or you're the rabbit? Whatever. And he tries to do something. So he's acting cool. So what do you think of that possible scene? And I'm talking to you, Heather. Just any of it.
0: Well, for when you said they about them sliding down in the shield, I want to call it a sled because that's what they basically did was create a sled out of a shield. I mean, everybody would see them at that point in time. There's nobody that wouldn't see them.
1: Yeah, that's why they're running after him right away.
0: Yeah, but I can't see. I mean, Jack wouldn't just let him go because that's not why Jack went there.
1: No, but there is some stuff that comes up. I mean, it ju- just that particular scene, because we're not seeing the other parts in the script. I mean, he does, as far as Jack, still retrain that kind of trickster element. Yeah. Because he does tease... Well, he teases his knowledge with Barbosa that whose blood they need. So all of that still happens. But... I just thought it was interesting, this kind of evolution from what was in the script and what we see now, because Jack does still tell Barbosa, I know whose blood you need. So that part will stay kind of the same if that actually happens coming up. But Heather had to bring it up because she just couldn't help but reflect I on the up. particular scene. Yeah, you did.
0: Not not exactly. Yeah, you
1: did because you said, "Well, that doesn't make sense." I just said that's not
0: not why he's there.
1: Yeah, that's not why he's there. What else is he doing there? Just hanging out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he is. There
1: is a really comfortable rock, and I just like to put two swords in the ground and lean against this rock.
0: Yeah. So he's
1: still there. I just wanted to let you know because you seem to have like skipped this. You know, really commenting on the scene that was proposed. I mean, what do you think of them sliding down a treasure mound on a shield?
0: Well, I think it's kind of phony-like. It's a little cartoony-like.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I had. I mean, this is definitely something that we'd have, to dro- dro- <laughs> we'd have to evoke the dreaded pirate movie cliche. Or just dreaded movie cliche alert. If Will and Elizabeth actually did slide to freedom on a shield down a treasure mound.
0: Yeah, it's a little cartoony-like.
1: Yeah, it would be something you'd see in a cartoon. It'd be yeah. a little far... Well, we're talking better. far-fetched, but we're talking I think Skulls it, it was better
0: having um, Barbosa smack Elizabeth and knock her down that mound.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm glad it was changed as well. And I think it's less comical and surely more dramatic and it has like this frightful or scary aspect to her yeah. when Barbocha, Barbocha When Barbosa bitch slaps her down that treasure mound. It's so much more dramatic. And then Will sneaking and coming popping up out of the water to rescue her than them grabbing a shield and going down. It kind of reminds me of any proverbial sliding down something that you wouldn't expect. Thing, you know, like a James Bond moment or something like that when James Bond will grab whatever and slide down something. The one that comes to mind is when he grabs a part of a front sled off of a snowmobile and then uses it to snowboard down a mountain or whatever the hell it was to get escape. And that's the one that comes to mind. But there's been a thousand other cartoons yeah. or other opportunities where something like that pops up in a movie.
0: I think it also, finalized version, kind of gives... Barbosa's character a little better. His actual real character. Not his little jokester, you know, tricking thing. It actually shows who Barbosa really is. That's right. When he gets angry and he's done with the games. And it shows that side of him.
1: Yeah, so I think that that is a good point. But see, the whole thing is when I was looking at that script and trying to find that line, I noticed that it was missing. And then that's when I realized I was looking at the wrong draft of the script. Because... Will and Elizabeth didn't get to the HMS Interceptor at that point like that, or they didn't have this conversation with them with Gibbs and the Motley crew and stuff like that. Right. And actually, as we talked about in the beginning, that there were some changes that were made because Jacoby was the one who was kind of that main pirate that took over Pentel, oh, yeah. remember? Yeah. So a lot of those lines like that we see earlier when Barbosa actually shoots somebody, one of his crew members, to see if they're still alive. It's actually Jacoby that gets shot. And he says, Not Pintel. Yeah. So some of that's changed. Pintel is still there, but he doesn't, he's not quite that, the character that he is in this draft. Right. So, yeah, I just thought that those are some interesting tidbits. And just the whole interaction there with Will, Elizabeth, and Jack, how they are kind of more on a friendly basis. There's not a lot of Will suspecting Jack as something, knocking him unconscious. Elizabeth doesn't say, Jack's with you, you know, that kind of thing. Instead, she kisses him and gives him a quick kiss as he's going off to kind of save the day, if you want to put that in finger it's quotes, a, because he's really going to go talk to Barbosa like, hey, I know whose blood you really need.
0: It's a total different relationship, everybody. It is. Has. It's there's
1: still like there's still that, you know, Jack trying to do what he can do to get the pearl back, but there's not that tension between everybody thinking who's going to double-cross who, and that skepticism. There's still Somewhat on a friendly basis and like, hey, you're going to stay behind and, and do all this. But then Jack's like, hey, I'm not going to go fight everybody. I'm not going to hold them off. I'm going to go talk to them and try and tell them. Yeah. You know, give them the information.
0: When Will tells Gibbs that Jack fell behind, the whole crew kind of looks at him kind of looking almost like down like he died. So I'm wondering exactly what does... That's what- Fell behind? behind. Yeah, doesn't mean means. Yeah. it means. It means that he died. yeah. You know, because they're all looking down like... Yeah, but
1: if you look at Will's face... Mourning I mean, almost. If you see that... Because it could mean a couple of things. Like he fell behind and got captured. Right. Or he fell behind and his whereabouts are unknown. But most likely he's captured. Or the real kind of thing of he fell behind. And you can tell by the look on Will's face when he says that. That he's trying to make it look like Jack died.
0: Okay. Jack's I thought-
1: gone. Because... Imagine, yeah, even though it's keep to the code, Gibbs and Jack are mates. Right. There's always that possibility that Gibbs is going to say, we're going to wait five more minutes or we're going to go check it out and see if Jack still comes up. Will doesn't want to wait around for any of that. He doesn't want to chance it. He wants to get Elizabeth out of there. So his best option is he fell behind because that's what the code states. The code actually states fell behind. He's making it look like fell behind. He actually died. Let's get the show on the road and get the hell out of here. He doesn't want anything to mess this up and then hang around and just, for instance, Gibbs to say, yeah, we're going to keep to the code, but we're going to give him 10 more minutes.
0: Okay. Because I was thinking the reaction that they give be, with Jack falling behind was a little unexpected. You know, it was a little more reaction well, I than I expected Well, from the, Motley crew,
1: the Motley crew definitely, because they don't know who the hell he is. Yeah. Although maybe his reputation precedes him to a point. Yeah. And so there's that aspect of it. And that would be the shock of, really? Captain Jack Sparrow? It's Captain he didn't Jack get, Sparrow. Yeah. How did he not get out of Isla de Muerta? He's Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He always gets away. He always gets out. And that's maybe the reputation that precedes Jack. They're surprised at that. Gibbs is not only surprised at that, but like, this was my friend. How did he fall behind? And I wish I had never brought it up now because Gibbs is superstitious. So he's probably thinking... Damn it. If I hadn't said what should happen, then I wouldn't have cursed him. Because get got this a woman
0: now. on board. Yeah,
1: he's like, now we got two women on board. Jack's fell behind and now dead. Damn these women. They're
0: cursing this ship.
1: <laughs> Not only did it cause the storm, now Jack's dead. Unless he is going to do some miraculous, he's going to get like some propecia or something and grow some really long back hair. And then <laughs> he's going to sail out of. He's let him work on a couple of new Ropes, sea turtles. turtles sea yeah. turtles. So that's all I have. That's it? It's kind of a busy, drunken minute, wasn't it? Kind of. Exactly. If you have anything else? No, I don't. Speak now, forever. Hold your peace.
0: I'm all good.
1: She actually wasn't responding to me. She was thinking, oh, did he just ask me for rum? Yeah. That's all she (laughs) thought of.
0: I'm all good. I don't need need no more rum. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I think that's it. So as I said, today's Tuesday. This is going out. You'll have a Tuesday through Saturday week this time. And then we'll get back on normal schedule. Heather has obviously had a wee bit too much rum. And I did make that announcement on Facebook. We're also having some good discussions in our Pirates of the Caribbean Cursed Listeners Crew Facebook group. So go ahead and join that and join the discussions. Post your Pirates of the Caribbean stuff and comment on other stuff and all that good fun. We'll be back tomorrow with Minute 78 of the Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum.
0: No more grog.
1: Don't get Heather some more grog. (laughs) What's that, Banjo? Heather's been drinking at the Faithful Bride Tavern? Take me to her, buddy! Blimey! Passed out in the mud with the pigs? Again? This sty is your second home! Heather, wake up! The show's done and you're supposed to tell everyone where they can find us, where the after party is, and how their voicemail may be featured on the show! Banjo, get me a bucket! Hey Scallywags, while Banjo's getting some water to wake up Heather, it's time I say thanks for listening. If you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. It helps us out, and we greatly appreciate it. Have a question or comment? Give us a call at 8637-PIRATE. We just might play your voicemail on the show. You can also give us a shout at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. And don't forget to join the post-episode brawls on Facebook and Twitter. If you're interested in our best of clips, you can find us on SoundCloud. All the links are at blackpearlminute.com. It's that easy.